Hello, my name is Alexander and I'm the Education Coordinator at Youth Employment Services. And my name is Maureen Morrison and I am an Employment Facilitator at YesMB. And you are listening to The Job Pod with Youth Employment Services. Today, we're going to be talking about starting a new job. A couple of weeks ago, we talked a little bit about, you know, the, the times leading up to your new job, but now we're actually going to give you some tips and tricks about what to do on starting your new job, just things to know. Generally, things that you do on the first day of the job, the first week of the job, and the coming months of the job. All right, so Morag, what is one of the things you can do on the first day on the job? So the first thing to do is have your clothes and shoes clean and ready to go. So they want to be wrinkle-free and ready to wear the night before so you aren't scrambling first thing in the morning. So much like we talk about when we talk about job interviews, you want to have your clothes ready because the last thing you want to do is be freaking out because, you know, the shirt you wanted to wear turns out it's not clean or turns out it's really wrinkly, right? So make sure that before you're getting up in the morning, the night before, you want to have your first day outfit picked out ready to go. Sometimes that might be a uniform that you've gotten ahead of time or they might have given you some sort of dress code to follow. Just make sure that it fits within that. Another thing you can do is prepare snacks or a meal for yourself to bring with you on your first day. You don't want to be distracted by being hungry. I think this is something that uh, sometimes even I have to work on is actually preparing a meal before you actually go to work. First of all, it's much cheaper if you prepare your own meal and also saves you some time from in your lunch break. Just having meals with you is just generally a good thing to do, especially if you get hungry or snacky. You can have it with you and not thinking about food and being hungry the whole day. And especially too, if it's a new place you're working, you don't necessarily know what the lunch options in the area are. So you definitely mm-hmm. want to make sure you have your food with you because maybe it turns out there really isn't anywhere close by. And if you took a bus, it might take you your entire lunch break just to get your lunch, right? On that note, another thing that you need to do is know how to get to your new job, right? So you have to figure out what the bus or the walking route you're going to take is or driving if you have a car and make sure you plan to take transportation that'll get you there 10 to 15 minutes early, especially in the winter. Assume it's going to snow and things are going to be running slow is kind of what I like to say. Or if it's the summer, assume it's going to suddenly start raining and things are going to be running slow. So just make sure that you're not aiming to get there one minute before the shift starts. Aim there to get 10 to 15 minutes early. And that's something you want to keep up, not just on your first day. One of my favorite sayings is, if you're on time, you're late. So always be early to be on time, if that makes any sense. Kind of goofy. But it's true. Another thing that we should do, and we kind of talked about this already, be dressed appropriately. When you're offered the job, ask about a dress code. However you dress in the interview, maybe on the first day or the days leading up, you can actually ask your uh, employer, well, how should I dress? Is dressing up in a suit every day too much? Can I wear tank tops? Probably not tank tops for a lot of places, but you really want to make sure you do your research and have good communication with your employer to see how you will dress appropriately at the workplace. And the next thing to do is turn your cell phone off before you go in. You definitely don't want it making noises and distracting you on shift. Off is actually the best. If for some reason you can't turn it off off, make sure it's completely on silent, not even on vibrate. 
And then make sure that if there's anyone who usually contacts you during the time your shift is, that they know that you're working and that they know the employer's phone number to reach you in the case of an emergency. So example, if you have family that you care for, if you have a child that's in daycare with a childcare provider, make sure that you tell them you're starting a new job and here's what the employer's phone number is so that if there is an emergency, they can reach you that way as opposed to on your personal cell phone. It's also important to make sure you know when breaks are and when your shift ends. Ask if there is designated area for staff to take breaks or eat. Find out what the washroom locations are and make sure you know when to take your break and to be sure to be ready to start work again right when your break is over. Don't only start cleaning up your lunch and get ready for work again when your break ends. It's very important to really think about this because let's say you're working at a place and you decide, oh, you know what? I want to take a break right now. No, don't just do that automatically. You have to make sure that it's in a good area, especially if you're working with customers and all of a sudden the customers see that you're on your phone or you're just eating in front of them. That might not be appropriate. So it's important to, again, communication with your employer to ask, where would be the best place to have my break? And where can I eat? And where can I look at my phone without, if even if they let you even uh, look at a phone on a break. So you have to have that communication with your employer. And kind of along that vein, ask questions. And then if you need to, take notes to look at later to help you remember these things. So some of those questions might be the ones Alexander was just talking about, about breaks and locations, stuff like that. Some of the other notes could be things like the names of your coworkers or other important instructions you've received about your job. Especially on the first day in the job, do not talk at length about your personal life. Getting to know your coworkers better will come later. On the first day, it's best to just talk about the kind of information that would be found on your resume, like work, volunteer history. It's very important to just keep a professional, especially on the first day. You're really trying to learn about the company. You're brand new, so there's no idle chit-chat. Time for you to have idle chit-chat on the first day. Some people, like me, I come off really strong, and I talk about my personal life all the time with my coworkers, but it's because I've worked here for a while. I know my coworkers. So you don't just want to be rambling off to your coworkers about your personal life, especially on the first day on the job. And then also you want to smile and use your coworkers' names when you're introduced. Maybe ask them a question about themselves. And this will help you remember their names and remember a little bit about them later. So maybe a question that you ask everyone is, you know, hi, what's your name? How long have you worked here? Like, what's your position at the company, right? So just to, to give your brain a little bit of space to figure out what the lay of the land is, who's there, what their jobs are. Maybe the next day you end up with a question about, something to do with HR, right? Then you say, oh, right, Marley from HR. That's who I met yesterday. Maybe I'll go ask her about that if my supervisor is not available, right? So just make sure that you're being outgoing and, and asking for people's names and introducing yourself. And I think a very important thing to do on your first day, and to think about this all the time when you're at work, be positive about yourself and your abilities. Don't forget that they hired you for a reason. What I've said many times on this podcast is that you are the best person for the job and you should be happy. This is your first day. This is a fantastic thing. So keep that positive attitude. And then moving on from that, going into the first week of the job. So as you settle in, what are some of the other things you should be thinking about? I just want to preface this by saying the biggest thing is the first week can be really challenging. 
You're learning a lot of new information about your job, the workplace, your coworkers. You're focusing on those first impressions and building those relationships with your team and your customers if you have them. That's a lot. And it's totally okay to be easy on yourself if you're feeling a little overwhelmed. And just remind yourself, it's only been the first week. You're going to settle in soon if you're feeling that overwhelm. I know for sure I've been there. I think most people have. It can be a lot that first week, but it's not always going to feel that way. There's a few things that you're going to want to know by the end of your first week. So think about these and make sure these are questions you're asking throughout that first week. You don't have to get to them in the first day, but throughout that first week, here are some things you should have answers to by the end of it. If you want to kick us off, Alexander. All right. Well, you should know the expectations and instructions of your new role. Ask for a copy of your job description. This is your first week. You're not expected to know right then everything about the job. So that's why it's important to look over. Think about your expectations. Are you going to be 100% a master at your job at the end of the week? No. You have to think about what are some realistic expectations and even talk to your employer about that. And then you should also know who your direct supervisor officially is and what their phone number is. So the person who hired you might not be your supervisor, especially if it's a larger company. It likely won't be your supervisor, right? So you want to make sure that, you know, even if there's someone who's training you, are they your supervisor? Ask. Make sure you know who that is and make sure you get their contact information or make sure you get the contact information of the person you should contact if you're sick or if something comes up, maybe an emergency happens. You want to make sure that you're ready to be able to follow through and contact your employer and your supervisor if something comes up and you need to talk to them. Also on the first week, you're supposed to know how to operate any equipment you might be using and you'll be learning about how to use it. For instance, with a lot of cashier positions, the registers actually use a system called the point of sale system. With that said, it's important to at least start learning about how to use it. You might not be able to master it, but this is when you can really start to learn how to operate this equipment that you're going to be using. And another thing is pay information. So you want to know what days you get paid on. You know, bi-weekly on Fridays is pretty common, but I have some friends who get paid on Thursdays or even Mondays, or sometimes I have friends who only get paid once a month. So never make assumptions. Always ask, right? What's the pay schedule here? You want to know how you're going to get paid? Most often these days, it's going to be direct deposit. Some places still do checks. So some places will also do cash with a pay slip, right? And you need to also ask if there's any information you need to provide. Usually, if you need to provide something like void check for your bank in order to get direct deposit, they'll ask you to bring that on the first day. But if they don't, make sure you ask about that on your first day and see if you need to bring that in during the first week in order to get paid on time. It's also important to know if there's an orientation session or a health and safety training you might need to attend, especially since you're brand new to the company. Well, maybe there is some type of orientation or training that's going to happen and it might be formal. So it's important to keep track of what your week is going to look like to see if you had that training available to you. I worked somewhere once where like they wouldn't do the full three-hour health and safety training like for every new employee one-on-one they would kind of wait until there was a, a bit of a group of people so I didn't get trained until a couple weeks in but I'm glad that I asked about it so that I knew okay I'm not getting it now but it is coming in two weeks and I need to make sure that my calendar is free for that. 
You should also ask if there is like an official training or probationary period and how long it is. So a probationary period, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts before, and especially in the episode before this one, is a period where you can get let go at any point in time by the employer for kind of no reason, essentially, if they're just not feeling like you're the right fit or if they're not feeling like you are living up to the job. And so that would typically be about three to six months. Sometimes they're a little bit longer. Usually three months is the shortest I've seen. But basically, you just kind of want to know how long am I expected to be in this kind of training role before I'm officially in the job permanently. It's also important to know if you will be receiving any benefits, such as, you know, healthcare, dental, stuff like that. And when they actually start, a lot of times they don't start till the end of your probation period. This is why, again, communication is key. I think that is the big theme of this is communication with your employer to make sure that you're meeting all their expectations. And you also want to ask about company policies around things like lateness or tardiness, sick days, vacation, etc., Again, some of those things might not kick in until after your probation period. Some of them might start beforehand. So it's always just best to ask that. Vacation, especially the way it's legislated here in Manitoba, is if you're a part-time employee, you don't necessarily rack that up to take paid time off later. I know when I used to work part-time jobs, especially while I was in school, a lot of my vacation would just get paid out on each paycheck. So just make sure you know and understand how those things are working. Because if you are building up vacation, It would be good to know about that, right? Because I know at one job where we didn't collect vacation on each paycheck, by the time that I wanted to leave the job, I actually had an extra like $500 sitting there because I'd been there for a while. So that was pretty sweet that I, you know, I just didn't know about it. I didn't really think to ask until later on. So that was a good surprise, but you don't want to be surprised by that. Don't be me. Ask about it. It's also important to know the procedures to be followed in case of a fire or emergency. So maybe try to ask your employer, and there's probably even a plan on a wall about how to exit the building in case of a fire. It's also important to know where the nearest first aid kit is in AED, just in case if somebody happens to get a heart attack or any heart-related emergency. Just try to really get your grasp around those just in case if something bad happens. And then the last thing that you want to ask in that first week is how your performance is going to be evaluated, how often it'll be evaluated, and who will do it. So you can ask, is there going to be a formal evaluation process to end my probationary period after three months? Or you can ask, is there an annual review? Is there a review twice a year? Does my supervisor do it? Does their manager do it? Is there a way that I can prep for it? So I've had all different kinds of reviews and they're always different. And it's totally within your rights to ask these questions about how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, who's going to do it. Ask to see the evaluation sheet beforehand so that you're prepared for it. I find the best way to receive feedback is to be prepared for it, right? So ask whatever questions you need to around that to be ready to receive that feedback and to work with it to do the best job you can. All right. So we talked about what are some things you can do on your first week or weeks of the job. Now let's think about what are some things to consider on your first few months on the job. The amount of time it takes for someone to settle into a new job depends a lot on the person and the job, and it can vary quite a bit. Some people will settle into a new job almost immediately, but for some people, it may take a bit longer. All you can do is try your best and don't try to rush it. 
So here's a couple of tips that we have here to help you with your first few months. So I can't say this one enough. Ask questions. You're new and it's better to ask questions and do something right the first time than to have to do it all over again because you did it wrong. So if you're not sure how to use a certain machine, it's okay to ask. And even if you were taught the day before and you've just forgotten one of the steps and you don't want to mess it up, it's okay to say to someone, hey, I know I was shown this yesterday. Can you show me one more time before I do it on my own? Those are totally okay, especially if it's something where a mistake could cause harm to someone or a mistake could cause an extra hour of work to fix. Definitely ask those questions. People would way rather you do that than you mess it up. It's also important to smile and be friendly. Now you, you can take some time to get to know your coworkers more and learn about their interests outside of work. Now, why would you want to know this? Well, you have this job and it takes up a significant amount of time in your life. So it's important to even enjoy it. So get to know your coworkers so you can work together with them better. Yeah. And on that note, Use your lunch breaks to hang out with your coworkers, right? You don't want to be using your work time, especially if you've got a pretty busy job where you need to be actively working with customers or anything like that. The last thing you want to do is ignore your job duties to hang out with your coworkers. So use those lunch breaks, use those times before and after shifts. Or if you need that time to recharge alone, take that time alone, right? Go for a walk on your lunch break or just go kind of away from where everyone else is who's also in the break room so that you can return to work feeling refreshed. It's also important to figure out who has the authority to give you work to do and who is trying to make you do their work for them. You really don't want to be pushed around by people, but at the same time, you want to know who you want somebody to give you tasks. So you have to figure out who that is. You don't want to be stepped on a lot, but at the same time, you want to be able to do a lot of work, too, that is expected of you. Pay attention to the stories traveling on your workplace, but don't contribute to them. You don't want to be known as a gossiper. So, you know, let's say there's a story going around about a coworker who's sick or something like that. It's okay if you want to maybe send them a get well card if you have that kind of relationship, but don't go like gossiping about anyone or anything like that. With that said... Don't complain about your boss, coworkers, or any previous job. There's an old saying, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Well, it's true, especially if you want to keep that amount of professionalism, even if you had a bad relationship with an employer. And I've had bad relationships with employers. I don't say anything bad about it. All you can do is learn from those experiences and keep on doing your job. And then kind of along that same line, do your best to leave your personal problems at home. Sometimes life can be throwing curveballs at you. Of course, that happens to everyone. But you need to make sure that when you're at work, you're giving your best effort to the tasks at hand. So definitely don't roll into work and start just complaining to your coworkers loudly in front of customers about, you know, like your landlord or something like that. Make sure to maintain that level of professionalism in the workplace. So earlier, when we were talking about on the first week, I said, if you're on time, you're late. So try to be early. That's the same thing with every single day on the job. Make sure you continue to arrive at work early enough that you are ready to start your shift on time and not rolling in when you're supposed to be working. That is the worst thing you can do is be late. That's why I always say aim to be a little early. Even if it's five minutes early, 10 minutes early, I think that's perfectly okay. 
And then as well, go above and beyond. Volunteer for tasks and take that initiative to get noticed, but really make sure that you're not neglecting any of your assigned work in the process. And we talk a lot about this in our episode on initiative that was released a few months ago. So just make sure that you are doing your assigned duties, doing your job, and then if you find you have that extra time, that's when you can start volunteering for kind of extra tasks and doing that initiative piece going above and beyond. And I think one of the most important things that we talked about before, keep a positive attitude and an open mind. It takes time to get used to a new job and there might be some hard adjustments at first, but it won't always be like that. Especially since what I said, it takes up a significant amount of your life. So really try to enjoy and be positive about it because you shouldn't just be working only to get paid. You should be working because you enjoy it and hopefully it'll give you some fulfillment in your life. So thanks for joining us today on the job pod as we talked about starting a new job, your first day, your first week and first few months on the job. If you are interested in free employment services, Youth Employment Services Manitoba serves youth age 16 to 29 all throughout the province. You can find us at yesmb.ca and from there you can go to our contact us page to get in touch with an employment facilitator today. Thanks so much for joining us on the job pod.